Ahoy hoy! Welcome aboard the Character Arc Podcast, where we discuss story elements to movies we just watched. We put a special emphasis on character as we break down things we liked, didn't like, and provide changes as if we were the ones making the movie. Let's get started. Ahoy hoy everyone, thank you for joining us today. My name is Ted Hong. I'm Richard Bertelson. And wah wah wee wah, we just watched Borat's subsequent movie film. I released movie film which brought great shame to Kazakhstan. But now I was instructed to return to Yankee land to carry out secret mission. I go to America! So, Mr. Richard, do you care to give us your first impressions of this movie? I mean, I liked it. I, I if if I'm just being honest outside of like the any kind of political message or anything like that, I mean these types of films aren't my favorite. It's some it's a it's a mix between a narrative and like a hidden camera goof. Type um, and I like I like tightly constructed narratives. That said, what there was a tightly <laughs> constructed narrative removed from the film itself. This genre is not my favorite genre. I did enjoy watching this. It was funny. It wasn't. As f- consistently funny as I think it could have been, I right. feel like as the first one, maybe? I feel like there wasn't there wasn't that many scenes. It was almost weirdly slow and limited. Didn't you feel that way? I did feel like there were kind of like crests and valleys in terms of like keeping the comedy, yeah. But it's kind of hard to say because obviously it's more satirical than it was yes. more focused on delivering the laughs. But you know the laughs were there, because it only it brings up it is it is funny and it it does have really sharp scenes. The scene at the abortion clinic with the oh god, (laughs) well it's not actually it's not an abortion clinic. It's a women's it's a women's health health clinic Mm -hmm. where the person they're talking to is a priest. So it is very yeah yeah it's it's actually a place where they discourage abortions. Which you know he uses the fact that his daughter swallowed what was a little toy baby, plastic baby. But they don't explain that. They just say she got a baby inside her, and I put it inside her as her father. Which actually, you know, which does point out the fact because even then the pastor's like, you know, well God makes the thing you can't. So he's not even willing to say like that that's a reason why you should maybe have an abortion is if your father impregnated you. So it's like it has those moments, those like pointed pointed, political messages, like like to draw out from someone, right? But also, it has a lot of not that, and and I think that's where it lends more to the narrative part. Yeah, right. There was a there was a uh, an extended through line type of narrative throughout between him and his daughter. Mm -hmm. I mean, much like you, you, I, I did mostly. Like the movie, I won't say it's it's perfect, but I I I think there are a couple of things that I do want to touch on. Well, let's let, let's go with the story. Let's go with the story arc, I guess, because that's 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 our namesake, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of. It was more of Borat learning <laughs> that his daughter's not livestock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, all of these, and I think this was kind of the a little bit of the message was that you know you find someone who's so uh, ingrained into a type of thinking slowly uncovering these different ways albeit slanted in he yeah i mean the the basic plot is he's supposed to go to america to present some prized monkey to 
to Mike Pence. Right. <laughs> and instead, his daughter was in the crate and she ate the monkey. So now all he has is his daughter, mm-hmm. which is established that uh, where he's from, the 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 woman is kind of no. He says, "I have a." I have a female son or whatever, <laughs> and she's chained, chained up in the back. And that, you know, yeah, the women have no rights. They have no abilities. They can't drive a car. They can't, you know, think or... Titanic will sink. Right. <laughs> they can't ask questions. They can't be journalists. And yeah, most of the movie is him then trying to pass her off as a gift to Mike Pence. So he right. tries to, like, gussy her up and stuff like that. But what, he lear- but what they learn is that actually women are just people and they can, you know, do normal things like people. And I think where you were saying is, yeah, it, the people he meets along the way, the, the Americans he meets along the way, the, the more hidden camera style parts of the movie are ingrained in some thought, some deeply problematic and also incorrect thought like he is with his daughter. Right. And that the backdrop is a lot of... They're just maybe to us Americans not as thinking. obvious as the Borat one. Right. I think having that as a comparison, because we see a lot of his background and its roots in a lot of crazy or just wrong kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. In this case, you know, with women being second class, maybe not even second class, since they're also in like, they're in cages. Right. right? Barely uh, human. Barely, barely human. considered human. Right, yeah. right. So... And then having that with a reflection on certain things here, it shines a light on these sort of absurdities or extreme thinking and a lot of the conspiracy theories that, I mean, this is like, okay, so the one that was pointed out that I had absolutely no idea um, was the whole drinking the blood of children kind Um, of thing. (laughs) At at one point, um, Borat... This must have been in the middle of filming when the when the when the COVID broke out and the quarantine kind of probably shifted the production of the film. Uh, Borat meets this, you know, this clearly rural American, and he goes and stays with them for a while. And as he's talking to them, he learns about some QAnon conspiracies. Yeah, which I was not particularly aware of, but that's insanity to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but here, here's here's what I'm trying to say is that through that he learns and kind of like breaks out of his rigid, his ways of thinking. And then that leads to their, what's the word? Renaissance. Sure. Back in his home, they have kind of a, you could say progressive awakening, even though it's yeah. still very weird. And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So yeah, I think, and a little bit of uh, like an allegory for like how one could kind of, our views Possibly. can change and evolve, and yeah. we can become better. And just because we do that doesn't mean we've reached the best or the pinnacle. Right. It just means that we can progress. Right. <laughs> I think, yeah, having a comparison. See, I think a lot of it is, like, if you're only stuck in this sort of, like, uh, echo chamber kind of thing, mm-hmm. them having coming over here and seeing the differences, and then something that, for them, women were not a anything, but over here, they drive cars like other people, they think, they ask questions, they can, you know, masturbate. <laughs> I was trying to think of a more colorful way to say this, but yeah. And uh, although obviously not as widely accepted in that public forum. <laughs> so I, you think that that, I mean, you're saying that, that the more constructed narrative of the story between Borden and his daughter 
is maybe trying to show when it when it zeroes in on these QAnon supporters, when it zeroes in on these sort of radical right wing people, or when it zeroes in on these faith based you know leaders, it is maybe trying to show these people are similar to Borat and that they're caught in this like bubble of their own. And do you think the movie has hope that they could also be exposed and grow? Or do you think the movie, do you think the movie is making a comment other way? I, I think so. I think that uh, like, it's a bit of, um, what is it? They're the ones going through the journey. So it's so much that they can actually have this challenge to what they see in a way that's not, a challenge directly like antagonistic it's because they go into a different culture and they see it's mm-hmm. different right no one's saying no you need to do this right whereas like this that's how they grew up i mean i know it's a very fictional kind of place but and then it's just branching out from that but do you think the the non-borat people do you think the movie th- believes in their ability to grow or the movie's not not making it any at all. When you say non-Borat people, are you talking about the people yeah. shown in the movie? Because I don't see a lot of evidence of it showing some of those people it's kind of making fun of. Um, right, it's not... Right. I'm not seeing a lot of evidence except for perhaps that one time, which I'm not sure this is a sign of growth or just a laughable bit of hypocrisy, which is where after we have this sequence of scenes with the, the two Trump supporters who clearly have QAnon backgrounds see the book, the manual the board has about how women are livestock. Or how they're born. Yeah. (laughs) And the one guy, the the guy who has these really super extreme conspiracy theory uh, that he has said earlier, looks at the book and goes, no, this is fake. This is a conspiracy. Yeah. Like, do you think the movie is saying, hey, if we kind of expose these people to the two hypocrisies, they'll review it themselves? Or do you think the movie's just pointing it out for just a laugh? I think as a movie, it's, yeah, it points it out for for laughter. But also I'd like to think, at least, okay, so when it got to that part where they're in the cabin, there was something, it's odd because like, and this is, a, I forget what kind of tactic this is, when you kind of label a group and not actually give them names and actually see how they are, mm-hmm. then it becomes a problem. But then, you know, it's like as he's staying in the cabin with these guys, these guys ended up helping Borat, right? Okay, they, yeah. They care, albeit with certain views that are very extreme. But generally, they seem to be pleasant people. They're, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? So that's, that's, that's my point. It's like, I think people are capable of great evil, but it's never in the idea of like, to be evil inherently. They're just they're just in the bubble like you were talking about before. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Okay. mm -hmm. That's I can see that. That's that's perhaps a good a good view of what this movie can show us, which is that even the misled, even the misinformed, are not bad people. Right. They are they are just that. They are just misled and misinformed. Right. And then having a sort of but a sort of contrast and not a forceful one, just presented. In a different way. Borat represents that sort of thing. Taking a look at this, this is just me kind of like poking in the dark just to say if I had to attribute a sort of narrative theme and message, uh, that would be my that would be my take. No, actually, I like that a lot. I had a tr- I had trouble reading the movie in that way and not in the way that you describe it. I mean, even trying to make a read of the movie, I guess, because mm-hmm. like I said, you, yeah, it you is such anticipate. it's not like like for me, film. And I mean, I don't. I'm glad that documentaries exist. Uh-huh. I, I truly am. 
But when people talk to me about film, and I, or I say that I like film, know that I like film for its creation of art, not as a not as a piece of persuasive media. Right. I mean, I like persuasive persuasive arguments in film, mm-hmm. perhaps that are dramatic or comedically written. But I mean, I don't. I like the constructed narrative concept of film. I like the fact that you're starting from scratch and you're building your messages and your ideas from nothing. Uh-huh. You are you're literally creating every element of it. Yeah. So for me, again, documentaries serve a great purpose, but that's not the part of film that I love. And I this isn't a documentary, but it falls somewhere in between. So when I was watching it, I was watching it as something almost like a sketch rather than my brain being like, how do I read this movie? So actually what you just said helps me a lot read it more like a movie. Right. Because you were just more capable of seeing it that way, I guess. Well, yeah. I, well, it's a it's a little surreal how it's done. And I've, I mean, obviously, I mean, as we were watching it, we were commenting about like, these guys had to have been on it, at least in some capacity, yeah. right? Otherwise, the police would have been called. Yeah. Or they would have flipped out. I think the number really of times... out. The number of times when people are truly unaware of what's going on is like two or three. Yeah. In a more candid kind of yeah. uh, like voyeuristic fashion. Yeah. Those are when it's like the cameras are hidden. You see how they are. I think um, for the most part when they're interacting with other people who more or less become characters. Yeah. I think that they are people that they found. They're not professionals. Correct. But I think they were told. I think they were at least told we're doing a little bit of a bit here. Mm-hmm. React. As naturally as you can. Mm -hmm. We're not telling you what he's going to say. We're not going to do that. But you, just so you know, though, this is a comedy piece. This is not a real person asking you to do this. And then they just let them do their best. Do their thing. Yeah, especially with like uh, when he goes to the the feed store. That might have, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How how many women do you put in the cage? (laughs) Or how many gypsies can you kill with kill the with canister if i needed to kill 20 <laughs> would you like, would this Jesus, suffice man. would this be like, sufficient and so and that might be a necessity i think that there's, i think there's more of that sort of coaxing people into being in on it than there is in the first movie but i think the beginning of this movie almost points out why that'd be necessary which is that he's very recognizable now yeah so i think they had to go to people and be like we want it to be as natural as we can, mm-hmm. but we can't lie to you because you know or because it wouldn't work. Right. I can't put it to words in a very concise fashion where it's like the whole concept of like having the jester deliver bad news to like the king mm-hmm. kind of a situation. It's because of the framing of it. Because no matter what, it's terrible news, but having people are more willing or more open to hearing about these things if it's framed in a certain manner. And eventually it just kind of like leads from, it's like taking one step at a time, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're hit with bad news, of course, everyone's going to be more averse to listening to anything that's in opposition to what they think or how they feel. No one wants to be put in a terrible position where it's like, oh, you know, like, oh, I'm wrong, right? Have I been wrong this entire time? And then that's a whole paradigm shift in their own. This film has a political agenda, but it is not preaching or talking down to you. It is more goofily sh- pointing out contradictions right. and f- faulty logic. Right, right. Which, yes, it is a little bit easier to watch that, have a laugh. And hey, maybe for some people, they won't think about the political aspect of it, but maybe someone yeah. will and think, huh. And that's all you can really ask for, is that if a couple people maybe who aren't already aligned with some of these ideals at least think, 
huh, that conspiracy theory or that line of thinking is kind of at least questionable just when I look at it, it in this yeah. light. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just me looking a little too into it. Um, I really don't think that... In fact, the f- like we, we said this after we recorded um, uh, the Trial of Chicago 7 episode. We talked about how, hey, you know, we didn't talk about it in the episode, but after we were done, you know, who the only people who are going to watch this movie are the people who already have these political beliefs. Right. Like, they, that's the... that's At least for the most part. Mm-hmm. So even though it is a movie with a political message trying to tell you something... In all likeliness, the vast majority of people who even click on it to watch to begin with will already have those beliefs. Right. Borat has a much greater chance of reaching people who don't have its politics because it is also just funny dude walking around being weird. Being funny. And so it is actually at least more likely to be viewed by people who don't already share its politics and therefore in that in its own way. Right have somewhat more of a chance of making at least some small percentage of people have a second thought. Yeah. yeah. And, and and even for this, like, even if it's not in the, and not in the political scope, even just on a, like a personal level, yeah. just having just some thought, right. And seeing the other side or seeing a different side. Did you have anything else? The only thing I was going to bring up, just bring it back to the movie movie part of it, which is, um, Sasha Baron Cohen is an incredibly talented actor. Um, he was also in last week's episode. He was in The Trial of Chicago 7. Right. <laughs> um, and he does a very different role, obviously. Even here, he plays several different characters at times. I want to mention his daughter. I think that she, I think it was necessary for him to bring in essentially a second actress, a second actor, in this case her, because he's so recognizable. They found someone excellent. She was very, she very was good. good. Absolutely. Like, she, she could do... She can essentially do what he can do. Kept, yeah, no. Yeah. She was. She kept pace, and she did her own. And, uh-huh. oh, man. Like, I can't imagine, like, being in that sort of... In a prank situation. <laughs> and just maintaining That's composure. complete seriousness. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, well, f- from the character's perspective. From the character's yeah. perspective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. From the outside. I mean, like, if you, it, it did reaction shots of people just watching as she was describing masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> but she was just, like, serious the entire time. No, yeah, props to her for sure. Yeah, I mean, seriousness aside, it was pretty funny. And, yeah, just the uh, the misunderstanding of the whole baby thing. <laughs> I could not believe it. It just worked so it, well. Yeah, it- <laughs> <laughs> he told me it would be our little secret. That's why I took her behind the dumpster. <laughs> uh, uh, but there, you know, there was see, because even that though, even if you think about that plot line too much, like he knew that he wanted to have that scene in the clinic, which mm-hmm. means he either waited to find a bakery that had little babies on cupcakes, or he told that baker. We too. need these. Right, right. So, I mean, there's well, there's more planning to this than it lets on. Absolutely. Which is fine. There's because nothing wrong. It's fine. It's the, not, yeah. At the bakery, she wrote, the Jews will not replace us. And, and she like, didn't without even a like... Beat, yeah, yeah. Just like, all right, I'll write it. Do you have... No, that's about it. I mean, I do... This, this movie was recently heavily in the news, um, mainly because of the Rudy Giuliani thing. Right. I, I do gonna... actually kind of want to say... I am absolutely no fan of Rudy Giuliani at all, but Same. objectively speaking, I felt like watching the video, 
It looked like he was he tucking, was his, tucking pants his pants in. Pants in yeah. That being said, he should have never gone into a separate room to have drinks in private with this young reporter. Right. That's inappropriate. See, but I, it did not look like he was fondling himself. It looked like he was tucking. He his was shirt tucking in. because at one point his yeah. shirt was being pulled up. Right. So yeah, objectively speaking, in that situation, yes. But because it was predicated about having a drink, it was still the, very inappropriate. Yes. Yeah. I, I, just, I agree. Yeah, I'm not a fan. It, of that's that. just been yeah. all over like news feeds, and so I just wanted to throw that out there. I was. If you I, haven't seen the movie yet, yeah. It's perfect that you were. That's about the point that I was just about to bring yeah. up. So. Um. I mean, <laughs> although if you do listen to us, by you do know generally that we spoil movies. Uh. So there is a twist ending to this film, and. There is? So if you haven't watched it, go watch it. That'll be the last thing I think I just want to talk about. Oh, yeah, the twist. Yes, that (laughs) that Borat's government made him patient zero for COVID-19 and sent him out. Not not for the mission to give his daughter or the monkey away, but specifically to give COVID to To the world. world. Yeah, (laughs) to everyone. Which, it's so... it's. It is the the concept of it is just so laughable, but it's also terrifying. Although, actually, I want to jump back now since we mentioned COVID back to the Giuliani interview because she does say, I never ate a bat. And then she's like, Would you eat a bat? And he's like, I would eat a bat with With you. you? And it's like, What? Yeah. (laughs) All right, Rudy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like I said, the one very specific thing. I think is overblown. The man's a still a fucking monster, though. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> whatever you were gonna say, Ted. <laughs> I don't even remember now. Hold on. Although, did oh, you... the COVID. Yeah, like there were just them because I'm sure with uh, with Sasha Baron Cohen in terms of safety measures, I'm just imagining how being around people that were that obviously don't think that masks are a thing mm-hmm. or for protection and it's all a hoax. It's like in putting yourself in in harm's way. Oh, yeah. I mean, it seems like the movie started production before this all started, but obviously half to two-thirds of the way through, it changed. And I'm willing to bet there was probably a lot of discussion behind the scenes about stopping, but because the movie does sort of, especially the end of the movie, starts veering heavily towards politics, Mm -hmm. more so than the beginning, like modern American politics. I mean, the, the climax is the Giuliani thing. And so I think that he must have made the decision that he just he needed it to be out before the election. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. And so he just took the risk. I hope there was discussion with the entire cast and crew and that everyone took the measures they needed to take I'm and sure, and yeah. consented to you know being out there because yeah, they they all faced risk doing that. The, yeah. the cam I'm I mean the camera crew and the audio crew and all that. Oh yeah, for sure. That montage where we learn that he is patient zero, um, and they're really quick. There is after they show him being injected, um, which was supposed to the be the gypsies. tears of gypsy yeah. tears, but we find out later it was COVID nineteen. It cuts from that to a bat to a bat being shoved into a beaker, <laughs> like, <laughs> like they they just boiled the bat down to the virus. <laughs> and so, at, uh, for a less than two second shot, it was one of the funniest things in the movie. To oh, me. for sure. <laughs> uh. Just the absolute absurdity <laughs> is what makes it so good. 
Yeah, there's there's my take on that. Yeah, me too. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Character Arc Podcast. Borat Subsequent Movie Film is available on Amazon Prime included. Thank you for listening. You can find us at characterarc.net. You can find us at characterarc on Instagram, at characterarc on Twitter. Um, please give us a five-star review on iTunes if you enjoy the show because it helps us find more listeners and keep doing what we're doing. My name is Richard. And I'm Ted. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you.